Welcome, you welcome. This is Locked On Boston, Boston College. College. I am your, your host, AJ Black. I am also Boston the College editor Eagles. and publisher of BC Bulletin, part of the Fan Network. Nation your and team Sports Illustrated Network. On today's show, we're going to start jumping into the offensive side of the ball. We're going to review and preview the running back position, a position that has had a lot of change since last year. We'll look at where that position stands and give you uh, my two cents on that. We're also going to look at... Uh, some of the news of the day. So let's just jump right in because no better time to get into it than the present. So first of all, I want to address one of the things I brought up yesterday and I made a humongous mistake when I was going through and giving my uh, athlete of the past 10 years. I'm still going to stick with Johnny Gaudreau as my top player of the last 10 years, but I missed a major player and that was Kenzie Kent. Now, if you don't know who Kenzie Kent is, she was one of the top players, not only in women's ice hockey, but also in women's lacrosse. And she she was, I mean, if you're going to talk athlete, athlete, you got to look at what she was able to do because she could, um, you know, she was transcendent in both sports. So a two sport athlete, uh, I, I feel bad. I apologize. Kenzie Kent should have been mentioned and I would put her at number two. She's definitely above Charlotte North. And I put her just a little bit below Johnny Gaudreau again, because Johnny Gaudreau got a national championship. Kenzie Kent did not in either sport, but she still was a strong player. And I believe she's a coach now on the women's lacrosse team. So Kenzie Kent was one. Another name that I, I flaked out and forgot. And I, again, I apologize because... As I mentioned before, I am not – I don't really – before the sh- I started at BC Bulletin, I didn't really get into women's sports as much. And that was – you know, that's on me. You know, I was more like the football and basketball. But now that, um, you know, I've covered more, I, I've, I've gotten to know a little bit more. But I, I do have like big gaps in my knowledge in terms of women's sport. And another name I mentioned that I did not bring up was Sam Apuzzo of uh, the women's lacrosse team. So, you know, you talk about Charlotte North, you got to talk about Sam Apuzzo too. And I'm probably messing her name up. I apologize, but those are two big ones. Um, I also have to laugh because I had the entire Lindstrom family telling me that I missed on Chris Lindstrom. And absolutely, he is a fantastic football player. Um, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the bigger picture. And unfortunately, the offensive line doesn't get a, as much love as they should. And um, as much as they, they were showing, they were sending me like clips. I had like four different Lindstrom sending me stuff on Twitter. Um, I, I didn't put Chris in there, but I love Chris's play. I thought he was he was awesome when BC was here. And I, I can't wait to see what he does in the NFL. But I had to leave him off my list. So my bad. Some recruiting news. Again, this is stuff that won't be behind my paywall at bcbulletin.com. If you want the stuff that the, the goodies, I've got goodies up there. I have a recruiting notebook. I have interviews with players. I've got everything. As I said before, it's a BC premium uh, subscription. It's only a dollar for the first month. It's $60 for the entire year, $5 a month. That's all it takes. That's, that's like a cup of coffee right there. And you're going to get top-notch recruiting uh, tidbits. But some of the stuff that you can find, I, I could talk about too, that won't be behind the paywall. And today, Ike White, a wide receiver from St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, Maryland, named his top five along with Maryland, Michigan, uh, sorry, Minnesota, and Cincinnati, um, he, he listed Boston College as one of his top fives. Now, White is a name I haven't heard a whole lot about. He, oh, sorry, Virginia Tech was the other te- team I left off. Now, he's got visits already planned to Minnesota and Virginia Tech. So they, they kind of have the edge, I think, right now with, with him. But remember, St. Francis Academy is the school that Boston College landed C.J. Burton from. C.J. Burton is one of the top recruits Boston College has gotten uh, received in the last 10 years. And it was a humongous gap because they, they got him to flip from Florida and take BC over Alabama and some of those big schools. So Burton was big. And they also, this is the school that I think, and from everything I've heard, Azar Abdul Rahim, you know, the recruiting guru of the, of the um, 
DMV area. This is one of the schools I feel like he has the best relationship with. And it, it's a big one because, I mean, St. Francis has – they're one of the top – I think they were top five last year in high school sports uh, football in the country, just the country. Um, they just – you know, you t- a lot of talk goes on about IMG Academy or St. John's Bosco in California. But I think St. Francis deserves to be in that conversation too. And I know Boston College, I, I think there must be a, a, an offer out to more than a dozen players on that team right now. So Ike White would be one of them. Um, they also have Jamal Hood already committed from that team. And Cam Johnson, another cornerback, um, is already crystal balled towards BC. So, you know, you've got this really good relationship with St. Francis – can BC get Ike White? I'm not sure where BC's at with wide receivers. They already got Joseph Griffin. They already got Ismail Samour. Um, will they grab another one? They may, but we'll have to see where they go with it. And, um, you know, I'm all about getting guys from St. Francis Academy. You're going to get good players if you go that route. So um, we'll keep it up to date. So if you go to bcbulletin.com, you can read more about Ike White. You can see his huddle film, see his, um, see just kind of my thoughts on the, on the whole recruitment. It's all not behind a paywall, but there's other good stuff up there that will be. And then finally, there was baseball on uh, Monday. And, um, you know, at the beginning of this year, I had to say, like, when they were at the very beginning, I would wait to record until a baseball game was over. And um, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> now, BC's pretty much, I think they're almost officially eliminated from the ACC tournament. And I know baseball, you know, I write for things that people are interested in. It's kind of my business model. I can't just write about everything. If I write about the ski team, no one's going to read it. And I won't get paid. <laughs> And baseball, you know, if it was like a cliff, right? So, like, when they beat Auburn, interest was really high. It was like baseball, not football level high, but like like really high. And then all of a sudden they started losing and losing and losing. And now I write – I was writing stuff for probably up until about three weeks ago. And at that point, like, nothing was even moving the needle. So I was like, forget it. I'm not going to cover the, these games if no one's going to read it. And now it's to the point where, like, I'm not previewing it. And it's not because I don't – like want to cover them. It's just the season's been so depressing and it's all, it's going to be over this weekend. They play UVA and then they can move on and hopefully they figure out a way to improve next year. And then hopefully we can get excited about this team. Now, if you're getting excited listening to locked on Boston college, let me tell you about locked on ACC. I'm in the, I'm going to be recording later tonight with Candace Cooper. She is the host of locked on ACC and she has a rotating selection of guests from around the locked on ACC network. So you have got you get me from BC and you have, you know, Tyler from Syracuse and you get the guys from Florida state, all of them. We jump in one day a week to talk to her about ACC sports on today's show. I talk about Dino Gaudier, Gaudio, excuse me, of Louisville, who was just arrested on federal extortion charges. And you're going to hear my thoughts on that. And I get to preview and talk about Syracuse football and I will not talk about Diamond Ferry, and I'm sure she doesn't know who that is, so I'm not going to bring it up. But if you like my show, um, Candace is an excellent host, and it's great ACC talk. So check out Locked on ACC wherever you get your podcasts. And while we're talking about good things, let me talk about Built Bars. Built Bars are my favorite. They're a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're 100% covered in chocolate, and they come in nine delicious flavors, and they have all these specialty flavors. I just saw that they have the birthday cake one. If you like sweet things, it's delicious, and it's a protein bar that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. It's loaded with protein, and it's low in calories. You got to check them out. All you need to do is head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is AJ Black, Locked On Boston College. 
if you have not listened already, go back over the last week or so, and I've done positional previews for all of the defense. You can listen to my talks about safeties and linebackers. I actually just remembered I forgot to do the cornerbacks, so we'll do cornerbacks tomorrow. Linebackers, defensive ends, defensive tackles. Sometimes my brain doesn't go, you know, it doesn't click all the time. So you you can get all my reviews of how they played in 2020, what they're going to, my predictions for 2021 and everything in between. So check out those episodes. They're all in the feed. So wherever you get your podcast, just go back and you can hear, you know, any of my thoughts like, what do I think about Mike Palmer? Boom, it's right there. Now, today we're going to chat about the running back position. And of any position, I think probably regressed in 2020, it was this position. But and I and I and I don't blame any specific person or coach for the reason why this happened. Because, I mean, you're you're a Boston College fan, probably if you're listening to this, you know what Boston College was in 2019. Steve Adazio brought in this really physical run round uh, grounded pound offense where you got these big. Uh, you know, offensive linemen and big running backs. And, and his goal, he talked about it all the time, was to grind down teams and wear them out. Now, that worked against good te- uh, bad teams, didn't work as well against good teams. That's what got him fired. But, the, you know, the, the, the double-edged sword of losing Adazio was all of his personnel were still left when they left, when he was fired in 2019. So Jeff Halfley had to kind of use what he had. And so when you looked at the running back position, all he had was, you know, he had Travis Levy, who for the most part was, you know, a situational running back who kind of did things here and there. Then Patrick Garwo and David Bailey, who are more physical running backs. And, and, you know, you look down the depth chart and it was more and more of that. Andre Hines, you know, Javi and Dane, all of these guys were meant to be physical running backs. They did not fit the system that Frank Signetti did, wanted. So when you look at the running back positions that Signetti kind of prefers, you just look at some of his past teams. You know, you look at what he did with um, the Pittsburgh Panthers, University of Pittsburgh. You had Deion Lewis, and you, and you just think about what kind of back he is. He's a smaller back. He can do a million different things. He's active in the past game. Now you look at David Bailey. He's the complete antithesis of this. He's, a, you know, a big bulky back. Um, who was much more straightforward rushing. That's kind of what he did. And when they put, when Signetti put his scheme in place, not only were they asked to catch the passes, they went more towards a zone running style, which meant that a running back would get the ball. He'd have to, you know, quickly adjust and move. That's not what David Bailey does. He's a north-south runner, and they so he they were going to probably move on from him. So that that was kind of what the struggles you saw in 2020. You saw running backs that just weren't effective. They just you know BC averaged about 3.5 yards per carry, which was drastically reduced from what they did the year before. Now, luckily, Boston College's offense thrived with the passing game. With Zay Flowers, Phil Dracovic, C.J. Lewis, Hunter Long, you name it, they had the guys to move the ball, and that helped. But I have to say, for 2020, the offense could have been much more effective if they could have run the ball. Jeff Halfley said that multiple times this spring, that if they could run the ball and, and exert their will, I think Alec Lindstrom said it best, you know, that that's what they want when they get in the red zone is just to, to, to crush the will of defense. They couldn't do that last year. And that led to problems in the red zone. And that was an Achilles heel of this offense. They couldn't get the ball in sometimes and they left points on the board. And this problem wasn't just a David Bailey issue. Travis Levy struggled. He, he dropped the ball. Patrick Garwo couldn't stay healthy enough to stay on the field long enough. And they just didn't have an answer. So, you know, you hit into the 2020 offseason 
and you you had to adjust. You had to figure out. In a moment, we're going to talk about what Boston College did in the 2020 offseason and what the 2021 season could look like for a running back group that is going to be drastically different heading into next year. But let me tell you, tell you a little bit about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your mobile device or laptop. Check out all the great sports news. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. And when you sign up with promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. If you have not already, I'm, I'm telling you again, BC Bulletin Premium, it's just a dollar for the first month. It's $5 a month. After that, that's $60 a year, but that's the cost of a cup of coffee per month. You can't beat that. If you are interested, sign up. We have a Discord channel. We have over 20 people in our Discord channel right now that are talking BC sports. It's an exclusive, like, it's almost like a forum that you can get on top of all of the other exclusive content I'm giving you. So check out BC Bulletin Premium. Now let's talk about the running back position. Things have changed drastically since the end of last year. Now we've talked about it on this podcast. David Bailey is off. He has entered the transfer portal. We have no clue where he's heading though. He did not find a home yet, which I thought was surprising because, you know, he didn't fit in the system, but there's definitely schools out there that could use a power running back like Bailey. I thought, Off the top of my head, Colorado State would be a big one. But, you know, schools like Wisconsin, Pittsburgh, Stanford, these schools strive and thrive off of power running backs. And I thought one of them could use a David Bailey. I mean, he's shown he can do it. But, nope, he hasn't found a home yet. So we'll have to see where he ends up. So he leaves. That leaves you with Garwo and Levy. Boston College then goes out and they recruit Xavier Coleman. Xavier Coleman is from New Jersey. He's a uh, speedy running back who can make plays. We've seen him. He's already on campus at Boston College, so he's ready to go for next year. He got some really significant snaps during spring football, and I I thought he's going to play a role next year, and I, I still stand by that. On top of that, Travis Levy has gone from a third down back, kind of a situational running back, to what Jeff Halfley says as a three-down running back. So we'll see what he can do. I'm a little worried about that, I have to say. I think Levy's a good kid. I think he's got a good head on his shoulder and he can do whatever you ask him to do. But will he be able to be a a every-down back? That is a huge question. I am not sure he can do that. But you have other options. So the big news was in, I think it was December or January, David Bailey, he enters the portal. And within like three days, Jeff Halfley has a new running back. He gets out, he goes out there and gets Alex Sinkfield, a running back from West Virginia, a kid that can play special teams. He can run. He, as I talked to Skyla Callanan, who does uh, West, uh, West Virginia, Maven as part of the Sports Illustrated, he says he's a home run hitter. He's a guy that you give the ball to and he has a chance to, to 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 take it to the house every time. Now, we haven't had a chance to see what Singfield can do at, with BC. He hasn't been on campus yet. He He's still at West Virginia. Uh, he's going to transfer over, and he'll be on the, on the squad this summer. Now, that's a little concerning to me just for a little bit because he didn't practice with the squad in the spring. So he's a, a couple steps behind. But 
you know, I, you know, if any position running backs one, I feel like he could probably pick up quick. It's not something like completely, you know, foreign that he's going to have to learn. And he, he you know, he, he's going to be able to get what he needs. Now, heading into next year, here's where your running back situation looks like. You got Levy. You have Patrick Garwa, who is still hurt. He didn't play during the spring game because he was hurt. You have Xavier Coleman. You have Andre Hines, who showed up a little bit during the, the spring game, and Javian Dane. Now, wh- who on that squad will take the big reps? So here's kind of my prediction, and I'll give you my strengths, my concerns, and my predictions for the running back group. I think that going into next year, the starting running back against Colgate will be Travis Levy. I, I imagine he will probably get the majority of the starts to begin the season. But as you know, I mean, BC plays against Colgate, UMass, those types of games. I imagine he's going to get pulled pretty in Temple. He's going to probably get pulled pretty quickly. You know, let those kids get the get the get the uh, starts and, and, and those snaps because they're going to need it. So you'll see Xavier Coleman in those games. You're going to see Alex Sinkfield in those games. Um, and that's where I think the change will happen. So my prediction in terms of just the starts, and this will be it, this is not my strengths, concerns, and, and and prediction. I think that Levy starts the season as the starter at running back, but he kind of phases out as the other, you know, Sinkfield and um and uh Coleman kind of take over at running back. And I think that's kind of where those two will be the primary running backs. And I think Levy will go back to more of a third down back by the end of the season. So as we've done with every position, let's look at strengths, concerns, and predictions for 2021. Now, the strength of this group is there's a lot of speed that has, has entered. I, You know, last year, you looked at a group that just didn't fit. They didn't fit what Boston College was trying to do. You couldn't use Andre, uh, you know, Patrick Garwo and David Bailey as those like really quick backs out of the backfield. And that hurt them. Now you've kind of already flipped this position. You've got the kids in here that can do what you need them to do. And I think that's going to be a strength because you've got experience. You've got Levy and Sinkfield who have done this before. And you've got a, 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 a freshman that can do a lot of things. And I think Coleman's going to be exciting to see what he can do. In terms of concerns... Just like I've said with, I think it was linebackers um, and that second defensive tackle position, there's a question mark for me that there's not a guy that has shown that he can do it. You get guys that have, you know, have all the traits on paper that they can make those big plays, that they can be that position. We haven't seen it, though. Sinkfield was like the second or third running back for West Virginia. Levy was a third down back. Xavier Coleman is a freshman. You have to have some question marks on that. Garwo can't stay healthy. So what are they going to do? Is there going to be issues there? And I think that's a concern because, and to, again, like you need to see it on the field. You need to see them be able to prove that they can be what you need them to be before you can say, oh, this is a strength of this team. So I, I put that down as a question mark. And my prediction, you know, I had just said who I predict, how how I predict the running back position will progress over the season. I think the team's offense will improve on at the running back position. And I don't think it'll be a, um, a hindrance like it was in 2020. I still don't see it as a uh, big 
strength of this team. I think they'll be able to do things. I think the running backs will be able to kind of keep the run, you know, the pass game going and not be a um, one-dimensional team. But I don't see them being like, oh, the running backs are are taking over this game. I just don't see that happening. So I think they're going to be complementary, but not. Um, not a weapon. That's how I'll put that for that for this. Now, do you agree with me? Do you think that am I wrong? Is is the running back position gonna really take that next step? Let me know about it. Go to Locked On BC on Twitter and and give me your thoughts. And um, on Friday this week, we're gonna do a fantastic um, five star Friday. And I already got someone who's already emailed me. And I, uh, Mr. Kent, I got your email. I'll make sure that I shout you out. But if you want a shout out on Friday. Leave a uh, five-star review and a little review, and I will shout you out on the podcast. Um, I am the editor of BC Bulletin. Check out my work there. You can find my work at AJBlack underscore BC. Um, and if you like Locked On Boston College, check out Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. He hosts a nice 20-minute podcast that goes over all the sports news of the day. You want to check that out. Get it anywhere you get your podcasts. But also check out Locked On ACC. It's a show I co-host. And uh, we have a really fun episode that's up today. So check out my work with Candace Cooper on that show. This is AJ Black. We'll see you all again tomorrow for another show. Have a great Wednesday, and we'll see you soon.